Hello, we are episode two of Jesus in Spanglish with Rebe, and I'm just so glad that you're able to join me today and TGI Friday, everyone. Gracias por estar aquí compartiendo together. And it's interesting because, you know, I've I had a lot of time to reflect on what the next episode would be. And I just wanted to be very intentional that God was, you know, managing it all and not my own ideas or my own thoughts of how things should flow. And so in, in my mind, again, it was, hey, let's do something light because the first episode era muy fuerte de, de alcohol and, and being sober. And no, God's like, you need to share your testimony. So aquí estoy sharing um, my testimony today. And that's what today's going to be about. And I guess it gives me, you guys, a good idea of where I'm from, where I come from, and and what has led me to here. And as you notice with the first episode, I like to be concise. No mucho detalles. So if there are things that you have more questions about, please uh, email me at Jesus in Spanglish at gmail.com. Whether it's a prayer that you want me to pray for you for the week, because prayer is so powerful, and or just comments or something you want to share with me. But I'm happy to hear whatever. Just send me an email and we can chat. Well, how far back do you go, right? So that it's relevant. I guess uh, the first is I was born in Costa Rica, como saben, pura vida mai. And I came to Canada when I was two years old. So nací Costa Rica, crecí in Canada. Now, I don't, I hope my voice doesn't sound raspy, but I've been fighting a flu. Ay Dios, the luxuries of living in North America in flu season. And I'm sure some of you have dealt with this already. Um, yes, it was bad, guys. I don't normally get the flu. I'm usually pretty good. And no sé de dónde vino este flu, pero era fuerte. And it wasn't COVID because I did a COVID test. But it was, uh, you know, I got all the symptoms. You name it of the flu. You don't want to hear it. But let's just say I was walking around like a zombie and then having to take care of a three-year-old. So thankfully, you know, I had help. <laughs> so that's good. But sorry for my voice, but in Jesus' name, I am doing this podcast. Whether I had a few days to edit or not, you know, I'm not going to share, but it took a lot out of me to do this this week. So I hope it's a blessing 
or it's speaking to you in in any way and and that it connects to you further to dive into have a relationship with God because that's really what this is all about. Entonces vamos a orar primero to center our hearts and our thoughts that it's led by the Holy Spirit. So God, I just thank you for bringing us together today, having this time to reflect, time of celebrating really you and um, the differences that you have done in my life, but also that you are doing in each and every one of their lives, people listening or future podcasters or future listeners. I know, Lord, that this is something that will be on here and we'll reach out to someone that needs to hear it in the right moment at the right time. So I just lift that up to you, and I pray, God, that you are present. Siempre que tu presencia está fluyendo en esta conversación, que siempre está usted speaking, leading this discussion, Lord. And the things that need to be said, be said in Jesus' name. Amen. I can go on and on. Like, I grew up in a Pentecostal church, so my prayers can go really loud and really long. So disculpe if you're not used to that, but that's how I pray. So testify, that's a very churchy kind of word, but, you know, it just really means what God has done in our lives, nuestra vidas, to become a Christian or Christ follower, born again, or just to want to change your life and center it around, you know, getting to know what God's all about, Jesus is all about. So, yeah. And I think it's important to share. No, I know it's important to share that the Lord is working in my life. And the purpose of this podcast is that is making moments and times where we can share those things. And, you know, a first-time parent of a toddler, it it can be very hard to have those deep conversations with friends, amigos. <laughs> so, sorry, friends, I'm sharing it here. Now we can have those deep conversations together in this nuestra podcast. Esta podcast, yeah. So, well, this is where my story begins. My mom was a single parent who raised three wheelas. I'm the youngest of the three, and we are cercanos. You know, sometimes a little too close for other cultures to understand. <laughs> Typical Latinos, right? Uh, just spending a lot of time together. We were... The Three Stooges, we used to say in a joking way. And growing up, you know, I had a lot of support from mis hermanos. And we grew up in a Pentecostal church. Most of my childhood was at a Pentecostal church. And Dios, I listen, I love my Pentecostales, pero a veces yo no sé con... We're a little stuck in, in the old ways, Antigua Testamento... And we need to, we need to follow Jesus's way, the new way. But we'll get back, we'll talk more about that later. So yeah, I was very young and active in the community. I sang at 
the church. I was a child and I used to get invited to other churches and I would sing at those churches and growing up I had, you know, as I got older, there were questions, but I don't know if it's Pentecostal, but at the church that I went to, there was no preguntar, Rebecca. You know, I had a question and they would give me that ojos de rabia, like, no, no sigues con esa, you know, with the eyebrows going up and down, no sigues con esa pregunta. And so when things were not answered, it made me question and grow apart from the church. And I don't know, we stopped going to church, like my mom stopped going and then my sister stopped going and then like we kind of just slowly drifted apart. And we were treated, you know, like the Amish do, ostracized from the church community. And you know, they stopped hablar con nosotros pretty much, you know, I just remember not having a relationship with them. I don't remember if it's like both sides, like maybe part of it has to do with my family feeling, you know, quiero ir a los discotecs y no quiero que me juzgan, entonces <laughs> no quiero chismosos. So I don't know, maybe like we left too. Like, we didn't continue a relationship with the church community. But regardless, there was a separation. And I just remember that divide, feeling very divided. And, yeah, I wanted to live in the mundo, you know, like they say, worldly ways. Which is kind of funny because the church that I go to now, I'm fast-forwarding a little bit, you know, they go to bars, they drink beer, they go Latin dancing. Becky, it's not a problem, but, you know, the, the church that was so strict that I used to go to, that was very frown. Oh, no, Rebecca, ni, no vuelve a la iglesia, te vamos a reprender, you know. It was just, like, so badly looked, you know. And uh, it was, it's either you pick one side or the other, right? So I dove deep into the worldly ways in El Mundo. And for a long time, I felt like a part of me was empty. Algo faltaba. A relationship with Jesus, of course. Like I, it was such a big part of my life. And then because I decide to go dancing and drink some beer, you know, I'm not allowed back into that community. That was my own guilt, for sure, that was a big part of it. Pero mucho veces la comunidad no hace sentir muy mal, que tenemos que llegar a un perfección, like this, reach this perfection, and that's not the reality. Friend, like, Jesus meets us where we're at. He doesn't meet us until we become the holiest of the holiest. No. He's where we're at. You know, like in the scriptures, Mary Magdala, when he healed the sick and he sat with the tax collectors. Jesus meets us where we're at. And we need to remember that and and remove that shame and guilt and, and be a part of the church. Where whatever way you come. 
So I would often pray when difficult things were happening in my life. And I was like, God, why are all these things happening to me? If you love me, Lord. And I was just always really upset. And, you know, all I could, I remember hearing, Becky, I'm here. That's all. That's all I would hear. Stay aquí. Becky, stay aquí. By the way, Becky is another name. But let's uh, keep it to Rebe, okay? <laughs> it's just uh, Rebe is my uh, more mature known name. And then my journey started in my room. Literally, I didn't want to be a part of any church because of my trauma in the past of being a part of churches. And so I just started just to pray. Ore in mi cuarto, spend like intentional times with, with God. And literally God liberated me from addictions in my room. I remember like my addiction was alcohol. Always I, I would indulge and I drink get drunk often and if you want to know more about that story listen to the first episode that's where I go deeper into that but in this experience like God liberated me in my apartment I remember God saying go to the bathroom and I was as praying God's like I'm liberating you from alcohol and I started to vomit wine i didn't even guys i didn't drink wine that day uh, and red wine i could smell it i remember when i was throwing up i could smell the alcohol was coming out of my mouth and into the the sink and it was so vivid i just remember crying and crying and and it just kept coming out and coming out and coming out and when i stopped the Lord had told me, you are cleansed. And I just cried. And I broke down. And I was like, gracias, Señor. Gracias, Padre. Like, you know, these things are addictions. And as much as some of us want to let them go, it's hard to. Um, and you need support. And God was that support for me. As I prayed in my room and asked for liberation. And he was just always there. His presence was always there. He was doing miraculous things. Como ese, you know, in my room. Liberating me of wine, of drinking. Um, and he started to slowly remove los malos hábitos out of my life. And as soon as I created God-like habits, I was getting closer and closer to God. And when we're doing things that are, you know, quote, sinful nature, unquote, um, it's not that, oh, the Lord is looking down or frowned upon you and saying, how dare you, you, you know, like, it's more, God knows that those things bad habits, whether it's addiction or anger or things 
of bad nature that are just causing poison into our lives. It's not helping us. It's not bringing us up in any way. So sin, you need to look at it more as like, what are these things that are pushing me away from God? Only because us as humans, we push away subconsciously. We just push away from the Lord because we start to feel guilty. And then the enemy starts to enter into your life and then starts to put shame upon you. Oh, you think you deserve God? And you start to hear that. You think you deserve God? You just did this the other day, remember? Or, or oh, you think God will like that behavior or that thing, the way you uh, spoke or person that you are god knows you that's why you're not with god like so that voice becomes bigger and you start to listen to that voice and that starts to take over your decisions and so sin volumes that voice the enemy shame that voice of shame and so i'm just calling you friend that it's not about feeling bad about these things because we are human and no one is perfect but Jesus. You know, if somebody has told you, oh, I am perfect because I have God in my life, that is the enemy. That's not because only Jesus is perfect. And so we need to remember that we fail and we need to push away from like those bad habits and those sins but it's only for the better of our own of ourselves so that we're feeling closer and more liberated and free and confident in god's life and and know that god is always there god was always in my life whether i was physically at a church or praying or not. I always felt him in every moment in my life. And it really, honestly, as soon as I had God-like habits, I got closer to God. I started to congregate in an English church. See, si. no quería esos chismosos at the time. That's what I believed. You know, I had a bad experience of los chismosos, I used to say. No quiero esa iglesia, no. Obviously, it's not the truth. I'll talk more about it later. But that was what I believed. And how much it changed for me. The excitement of the weekend before used to be to go out dancing, y tomar, y bailar, y tapis, ya, ya. And chot, chot, mas chot. And obviously, those things change when the Holy Spirit enters into your life. And starts to give you different desires and my ultimate desire you know on a weekend for me okay still a little bit of salsa dancing i'm not gonna lie but i don't drink anymore um <laughs> but the ultimate night really is going to a worship night and praising god and reunir with other christ followers and just being in that moment so obviously desires change and before all of this i was feeling 
triste, depressed, anger. You know, I had anger issues. I had suicidal thoughts, you know, and I was very down on my confidence. I was low. I had bad relationships, one after the other after the other. And it was just a really low period in my life. And that's exactly what the enemy wants in our lives, right? He wants to isolate you. He wants to make you feel like you don't matter to anybody. You're not worth, you don't deserve love. You don't deserve a good friendships. You don't deserve even a relationship with God. And I'm telling you today, that is lies. We all deserve love. We all deserve wonderful, lasting friendships and all those will come those things come when you're close to god i mean just um, touching a little bit upon amistades honestly god has always taken out people that haven't been good influences in my life friendships and then brought wonderful friendships in my life that have only helped flourish and grow my relationship con Dios. So know that, yeah, maybe you might not have that drinking buddy or that party friend that constantly wants to go do drugs with you or make bad choices. You might not have that friend. Pero Dios tiene algo mejor. He wants you to have loving, lasting friendships with people that want to dive deep with you, that want to open up and share everything that go is going on in your life and you're not being judged and they're not, you know, criticizing you and vice versa. And it's just a wonderful, loving friendship. I promise you those, those are in my life now. And I just wish upon more of them. I'm going to lift that up, you know, more friendships like that because they're wonderful. And yeah, so I went through periods of really low, low lows. But I do thank God, gracias a Dios, every day that he helped me see the loose. God brought me to the light. And I pray for that for you today. I pray for you that you can see the that you don't have to live these worldly ways to feel fulfilled. And it doesn't mean like I live a perfect life far from that. Whether it's trials or difficulties, tribulations, tribulaciones, it doesn't consume my whole life and my energy like it used to. It doesn't bring me so low to depression. But that if I go through difficulties, God is there and he's giving me the peace and he's showing me, hey, hold my hand. I got you. Te voy a sacar de esto. And this is where you'll end up. Just trust me. And he's shown me visions of things that, you know, have been difficult in my life. And he's promised and he's provided. He's fulfilled his promises. So let me tell you, friend, if you're feeling like you're in those low periods right now, 
in those periods of depression or anger or like life is just not feeling like it's working out for you. Know that that's just now. That's not forever. Trust in God and God will always bring you blessings in your life. Always and protect you even when the enemy tries to attack. He will be there to guide you out of it. So for me, difficulties always brought me closer to God. Cuando yo pasaba por difícil momentos, because I don't know, I heard like some people that they, uh, it pushes them away. But for me, I, I scream. I'm like, Dios, ayúdame. Please, God. I am like the other extreme. I'm like, te necesito, <laughs> you know. And God has been there and he's been present. And it's, you know, my faith has grown tenfold from um, those experiences. And God is there and he was always there. And I want you to know that there is a God. Que no importa where you've been, what you've done. Just ask God today, please release this pain, anger in me. Be removed and it will be done in Jesus' name. Proclaim it, my friends. Know that those words are powerful. And we live in a, a very difficult world where there's a lot of challenges going on right now. An enemy using many close friends to you or family. Si tienes que tener strong faith right now. You have to have strong faith with God. And you have to have that spiritual armor. And what is that? Strong faith, courage, and tuning into the Holy Spirit. Those are... The key things and reading the Bible, praying, and community, you know, building that community, that spiritual community. To me, my he loves you, God loves you, but to me, he is my father, my best friend, one I can lean on and trust. He gives me wisdom and wonderful guidance, and I yearn and desire to live a life close to him. Have you had times when God has been speaking to you or feeling his presence? Well, that's a way that God is saying, aquí estoy, I love you, let's partner together. So I ended up going to a Spanish church, and you know, it, it was actually in Coco, when I was living in Costa Rica that, you know, I had no other choice. I It's funny because I actually looked for an English church in Costa Rica and I started to go to that. And then the English church had also a Spanish servicio. And then I joined the music team and I started to sing in the English uh, service. And then the the music team would be like, Ay, Becky, puedes cantar en el, en el servicio español este día or that day or this day. And then I started to go to both. <laughs> it was wild. I was like, and it was wonderful. It was such a blessing because el Iglesia Español, they were people local that were living there full time. The English church was more like 
part-time people like myself were visiting for a while and they would leave. So it wasn't really a permanent group of people. There was a really small group. Pero in the Spanish church, it was like genuasi, you know, filled, filled with people. Shout out to my fellowship in Coco. What, what? Um, but it was such a blessing. And they were wonderful people. No hay chismosos ahí, for sure. No. Very loving. I mean, I still have wonderful friendships with a lot of people there that I've never had in my whole life. And so God shows us in different ways how to heal from things. And he brings it at the right time, you know, when there's no other choice sometimes, like myself, or when it's just like, you know, we need you. Go sing in Spanish. What? So, like, that's how God works. That's how he worked in my life. And it's been a journey and a wonderful one. So if you haven't plugged into a church, I suggest you do that. You know, that's next level of building your faith and just being meeting like-minded people that can pray with you and partner with you. That's muy importante. But if you're not even there yet, start in your room like I did. Orar, go on your knees and orar and pray. I used to look out of the window in the sky when I would pray and I just felt closer to God in those moments and it can just start there. And it might not take, it might take not the first church or the second, maybe the third, but that you are feeling that you are connected with the community there that's helping you grow. So it might not happen the first day. You know, the first day you might go there and you might not talk to anybody, but you heard a wonderful service and you felt the presence of God. That's a win day. And just continue congregating. So that's pretty much my story. And I wanted to mention, like, going back to congregating and how important that is. If you know the story of Elijah... In the Bible, he was a man very used by God. And he kind of just, his church was outside, like Jesus, right? And he, well, Jesus was congregating, but Elijah was just outside and just um, healing, and God used him so much. But the one thing with Elijah is he was alone. He was alone, solo. In a very difficult time when they were like slaughtering, not, or yeah, slaughtering disciples and they were out to get him. And he was so afraid. Porque estaba solo. And he went somewhere in the deep forest and he hid and he was just down and depressed. And God took him out of that and it ended up being a blessing and he realized that he didn't have to be afraid. But in that story, I learned that God was reaching out to me when he wanted me to go to a church. He gave me the story of Elijah. And he said, yeah, I can use you. and I can partner with you, but I need you to be in community. Because like this story, he was 
alone. And that made him more depressed and more, and more isolated. Pero cuando uno está en comunidad and you're suffering together, it's powerful. You're praying and you have the support and people are helping you bring you up. Those lows don't feel so low in very difficult situations. So, I mean, it's an extreme story. It's so much context, so much things to. But that was the one thing that God really spoke to me to like congregate. And I know how important that is. Well, I don't want to go too off topic. It's supposed to be just on my testimony, but congregating was a part of it. But I do want to thank you for listening today and partnering with me. And if there's anything that we can pray for you, I can pray and we can partner together. Please email me at jesusinspanglish at gmail.com. And be in peace. God bless. So thankful for you and that you are in a good place. And I pray that God is entering into your life. Amen.